doing? How you feeling? How you living? Thanks for joining me today. It's your girl Akua, your host for Dem Coins Podcast, where we help millennials of faith gain clarity on what they truly value, manage and increase their income, and crush their financial goals. And we've got a special guest today. We will be talking with Stephen Stack. He's a financial coach and educator. He's gonna tell us, like the title says, about how he became a millionaire and paid off all his debt, including his home, at the same dang time. Well, hello, beautiful people out there. I hope you all are doing well. Man, it is crazy. We are already just about halfway through the year. Wow, think about how slowly 2020 went and 2021 is like boom, 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 boom. (laughs) And I hope you all are enjoying the lovely summer months and crushing your financial goals. Um, Your girl just hit a pretty cool milestone, paid off all my credit card debt. Yay! Oh man, I went and bought my favorite pizza here in the city and it was just, it was a glorious day. Um, But I hope you all are crushing your goals and enjoying the summertime. I hope everyone enjoyed their Father's Day. Shout out to all the amazing fathers out there. And in today's episode, we are showcasing an exceptional father. So who is Steven Stack? Steven Stack is a financial coach that is 100% debt-free, which includes paying off a six-figure mortgage at age 32 in only three years. He also became a millionaire by age 31. That said, it's a sincere love for God, family, and others that define him. His approach to wealth building is holistic. He believes wealth is not only what's in your bank account, but also the person you are becoming. So without further ado, let's get into this interview. All right. Hello, DC family. We've got a special guest with us today. We have Steven Stacks. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that is the official intro until I, you know, think of another one. So (laughs) that's what we're going with. (laughs) Nice. Hey, hey, that's all good, man. We are balling on a budget. We got our own laugh track, applause track. Yes. We in there. We in there. (laughs) Oh, so... Steven, I just, I truly, truly admire your story. And so we're going to kind of take it back. When you made your mind up, right, I'm going to not only pay off debt, but really build generational wealth. So I'm always wondering for people like yourself who have paid off a substantial amount of debt and have also built generational wealth, like where did this even come from? Did you read a book? Did you read an article? Did you got a mentor? Like what happened? Man, so uh, I'm going to firmly plant myself on the couch, on on your therapist couch today, and we're going to peel these layers back, okay? Yes, let's peel them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I think it's really interesting, uh, just you asking the question, um, where did it start? And when I think back, Believe it or not, I, I like to start before I was even here. Um, and, and a lot of the reason behind that is uh, I'm just eternally grateful uh, for the people that came before me, their vision, their foresight. I mean, just, just to give the audience some perspective of 
the people, the caliber of people that I've come from. So my grandfather was born in 1897. My mom was kid number 12 out of 12. So she was born in like the late 40s. But when she was born, the day she was born, my grandfather was praying for his grandchildren, which means he was praying for me while his daughter had just come out of the womb. So when, when we talk about something like generational wealth or legacy, where did it start? What, how, how did we get here? There's a reason why I start before I even got here. Because a man who literally was the son of a slave prayed for me in the moments when my mother was born. So that may not have been what you bargained for when you asked the question, but, but we're going to do this thing for real. Wow. That, that is fantastic. I mean, the foundation was laid literally decades right. ago. Wow. Right. Right. Do you, right. do you like, do you know specifically what he was praying for? Like, did your, did your mom, did your grandfather like tell your mom specifically what type of stuff he was praying for? Yeah, he was just, he was just praying, uh, just like a prayer of, of blessing over her, uh, over who her potential husband may be, like her spouse would be, praying for her kids, that they uh, would excel, that they would be people that love God, that they love others, that type of energy, as, as the young people say nowadays. <laughs> yeah, that is so, so good, because I... I'm encouraged too with that because even though, you know, don't have the kids yet, but I still pray for the future kids and the future generations mm. to come because mm. those prayers really lay clearly, literally lay such a good foundation. Oh my gosh. Wow. So then you, you know, you have, you clearly have a foundation of, of prayer and of, you know, just good morals essentially growing up and so when you know you you come you come an adult and then you have a family and when, when did you start thinking about the next generation like when did that shift happen for you or was that just from when you were little you were always doing that mm. so i'll uh I, what i'll do is i'll give you more of kind of the standard answer to to the question just for the audience so they have something to really grasp onto. So um, just when I first started thinking about just building wealth, so before the generational side, um, was a, a little bit of a different kid um, in that I can remember my favorite uh, biblical account was actually of Solomon. Um, and for people who, who may be people of faith, you may already know where I'm going here. Um, but he, he had an opportunity to ask anything uh, of, of, of God. And 
instead of asking for wealth, riches, or, you know, any kind of other things, he actually asked for wisdom. And I remember that account as a kid and, and, and literally everything else got added to uh, Solomon. So I can remember as a young person saying, God, give me wisdom. And what I didn't realize at that point in time that I come to realize later was that really wisdom, it's not just a principle. Wisdom is actually a person. Now, I ain't going to get on here and start preaching today, okay? We ain't going to do this today, all right? Oh, you can't. You can't. Go ahead, do it. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we ain't going to do it today. We're not going to do it today. Wow. Um, but, you know, so like that was an early young person kind of prayer for me um, was that. And so uh, God was really faithful and gracious to me in allowing me to operate far beyond my years as a young person to where I can remember being eight years old and we're going on family vacations and and me just thinking, hey, who owns this motel and how much are they making doing this? You know what I mean? Like that, that's, that wasn't the types of things that other eight-year-olds were thinking about at that time. Now, I still love to play, you know, football and basketball and baseball and all these different sports and video games with my friends and, and so on and so forth like that. Uh, but I would, I can clearly remember moments like that where I would just think about things that the, I guess, quote unquote, typical eight-year-old wouldn't be thinking about. And so there would just be pockets of moments like that uh, throughout life. But I'll never forget this to really get to the heart of the matter for, for those listening is when I was in college, um, I can remember coming to this realization that as great as saving money is that there's just no way I'm going to be able to save my way to wealth. And so like, it just, it became abundantly clear to me that putting money in a savings account, uh, a CD or a bank certificate of deposit or a money market account or, or you know, a checking account even worse. Like they're really not paying you anything. Um, but um, that's when I had more of a realization of, hey, I'm going to have to park money somewhere where those dollars go out and aggressively recruit other dollars while I'm sleeping, while I'm not working, so on and so forth. And so that that was when it really, really started to click for me of I've got to do something different than what I am currently doing. Um, so so that's that's where that went. And then, of course, just hearing the stories from, uh, you know, my grandparents, my, my parents, and, and so on and so forth, that did give me a mentality that said, hey, I've got to think beyond just myself um, to those 
those that literally will come after me directly if you're talking children, grandkids, things like that. Um, and, and even as I like to say, uh, my extended family, which would be, you know, friends and, and uh, the community around me. So that is phenomenal. And again, that foundation, because it makes sense now, like the first answer makes a lot more sense now, right? Your grandfather, you know, your grandfather lays that foundation of prayer, your mother keeps that prayer going. And then you are, you know, you are embedded in the word. And then you particularly connect with Solomon ask for wisdom and wisdom naturally sparks curiosity. Mm -hmm. So then you then went out and said, hold up, wait a minute. I can't save my way to wealth. And then began to, as you said, recruit, you know, have your money, make money for you because you can't, you can't escape inflation. You can't escape all these other facts. It's just profound. Wow. So, okay. So you, so you, you know, you become, you know, essentially like financially literate, right? So there are a lot of, you know, good, you know, Christian folk, you know, they do their thing, they go to church, they go home, they're pleasant with everyone, they volunteer at the church and they, you know, a lot of people that still keep their debt and they're very, you know, they're very comfortable with it. So I wonder what was the impetus to pay off your home? Like, why? Yeah, so... There were a lot of different factors that went into it. Um, some of them being, uh, so I already had uh, experience by this point with real estate investing when I purchased this home uh, that, that I'm literally you know, sitting in right now um, to where I, I bought it well. So, I mean, there, there were some things that needed to be done with it that just because I had a lot of experience with uh, real estate investing, I, I wasn't afraid to make that kind of investment roll up the sleeves um, and get some of that sweat equity, but I also had just bought it well. Um, so I, I knew that I was that I had something good uh, in purchasing it. But then also, I was looking at the, the, the town that I'm in, I'm in Charlotte, I was looking at it as a place that hey, I could see uh, I can see myself being here for a really, really long time and like really set some roots. And so between buying it well, knowing some of the setup that went with that, having more of a long-term kind of view on even staying here, um, it made some more sense to be pretty targeted in paying it off. And, and by the way, it's, it's essentially doubled from what the purchase price was which was back in 2015 to give perspective for, for those listening. Um, so, cause some would be like, Oh man, well, why would you go ahead and pay it off? You know, the interest rate is this and so on and so forth. If you don't get anything else from this interview, I need you to lean in right now and listen. The operative word and personal finance is personal. I'm going to say it one more time for the people way, way in the back. The operative word in personal finance is personal. Don't have these people up out here having you burnt out 
eating rice and beans, beans and rice. Because someone told you this is the way to do it, but it doesn't fit your personal situation. So, like, I'm, I'm just, I'm letting that just marinate. Man, you, you get a slow clap for that one. I got it. <laughs> that is so good. Yes, yes. Because that's another, re- I love that because that's another reason why I, I started this platform to share different perspectives because I feel like what happens a lot in this space is that someone's like, I have 50 doors and because I have 50 doors, everybody else has to have 50 doors. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. (laughs) Not everybody has the capacity. Not everybody has the capital. Not everybody has the time. There's so many things that go into that. Right. Well, if you need a shirt idea, I think that should be it. The operative word in personal (laughs) finance is personal. Personal. That is good. Right. Yeah. It's just so important. Um, And and man, I just want to set some people free today mm-hmm. that it's okay if your setup looks different than someone else's there are fundamental things that we all got to follow so you got to live within your means you can't spend more than what you make like that's universal so we, we don't want to get creative on that if you're spending more money than what's coming in then yeah like that one we we need to adhere to that but then there's so many other things that are just different it's personal and there's just so much freedom and leeway in what what you can do and 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 i'll even just say this now because i do financial coaching like i actually work with people like walk alongside with folks on this journey having real receipts of yes i've paid stuff off and i've built wealth so like I know what those skill sets look like and how can we apply it to what your personal situation is. into coaching, what do you find is the biggest hindrance when people are assessing their finances and they're here and they wanna get here, what do you find is like that, that gap that most people need to fill? Ooh. Um, so just, I'll, I'll give you a few common ones that I'll see. Um, and they all have their, their challenges, uh, but we can overcome them. So, uh, number one is just a complete lack of a plan of just, Hey, we're, we're, we're winging it. Uh, we don't really have any idea where we're headed. Uh, which means we won't get there because there's just no plan. There's no strategy. Don't know what I'm doing. I'm just taking life as it comes to me. Uh, and, and folks are being more so a thermometer versus a thermostat. So they're just, Hey, it's hot outside. Okay. I'm high. It's cold outside. Okay. I'm cold with thermostat we're setting the temperature. It may be hot outside. We're going to cool things off. Now it doesn't, it doesn't mean that the heat hasn't stopped. It's okay. It's going to take some work to regulate it to where it needs to be. And and same thing, vice versa of if it's really cold, um, 
then we're going to dispense and distribute the appropriate AC to cool things off, to get us regulated to where we need to be. So number one, I'd say just a complete lack of a plan. Um, number, number two would be um, just maybe not really understanding how money works like, uh, and not having a healthy relationship with money, uh, because no one really modeled it in front of them for them to see, Hey, here's some just healthy things that a person can do, uh, to be able to build wealth, uh, minimize risk, you know, I mean, you know, just things, things of that sort. Um, so that'd be number two. And the final one that I'll share, cause there's, there's other ones, but, um, would be shame and guilt associated with money issues. And you could also throw in a lack of contentment all in there, but just basically just all emotions tied around all things money. And that can be a really powerful thing to have to attack and really wrestle with. Um, but I very much, very much um, like to just come directly at that and just remind people things such as, hey, you are not your past financial mistakes. That is not what your identity is rooted in. And, and the reason why you have to say that is number one, you wanna get rid of that guilt and that shame but also it can work on the inverse side of if now you start winning, you're putting your hope and your trust in the fact that you're winning now. And now your head is swole and you can't fit through the door. So this is why I talk about things like holistic wealth building, uh, because it really is not just about what's in your bank account, but the person you are becoming. That's really where the wealth lies, is who we're becoming. And it's really important that we talk about stuff like this in this manner to really get to the heart of, you know, what, what uh, the issues are. So I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a quote. I'm gonna give you a quote. Um, this one I came up with like literally about a, within the past week, within the past week, it was less than a week ago. Um, but along the lines of who we're becoming is more important than what we achieve, um, is this thought. And, and I'll just see if you can track with me for a second. One of the drawbacks of taking the elevator of instant success is not building the character that comes from taking the stairs. Woo. Yep. That's another one. <laughs> that is another one. Yep. Another, DJ one, right? another one. <laughs> another one. Absolutely. And I think <laughs> and I say this, I guess I say this too, because I'm I'm in process and you know, learning along the way. There hmm. are moments where I'm just like, yo, I just just give me the elevator. I want to take the stairs. Like, just give me the <laughs> shortcut. I'm tired. <laughs> like <laughs> right. Right. Me too. I'll be there too. I'll be there too. Like, oh Lord. Yeah. Wow. So then, yeah. So 
because I, I know you spe- like you specialize in you know obviously holistic and generational wealth building and legacy. So how do you, um, and we'll also link your book in the description. I think that is so cool that you wrote a book with your daughter, guys. It'll be in the description so you can buy it. So how do you pass that on to young children? So it's important, first off, you got to live it. So there's a, a saying that I've heard, I can't even tell you how many times, I'm, I'm sure that people have heard it as well, that uh, more is caught than taught. So especially you're talking about kids, they'll hear you, but they're going to see you way faster and more thoroughly than they'll hear you. And so a lot of it is just healthy money habits. Uh, and just healthy life habits. Uh, So one of the things I talk about in the book is just some of the intentional things that, that, that I'll do with my daughter. Um, Just, just around trying to give her a healthy uh, understanding and relationship with money that doesn't have her uh, tied up in greed, but but also not just completely oblivious uh, to the importance of it. So our kids, for example, they will see, you know, they, they could see you spend money all day, right? Um, of you take them to the grocery store, they see you buying stuff just, oh, okay, hey, man, money just literally grows on trees. We just grab the cereal boxes, we grab the chips or dip or, or, you know, salad, salsa, whatever you're buying, uh, boneless, skinless chicken, you know, whatever, you, you know, I mean, chicken breast, um, right, right. <laughs> you know, and they're just like, oh man, Hey, you know, it's just, we just get whatever we want. You, you know what I mean? I, well, I think there might be a TI, TI song. Uh, you can have whatever like, you like. Yep, yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which by the way, I think in that song, it says stacks on deck. That's my last name, by the right, way. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, you, you get my drift of they see you spin, 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 spin. If you remember when you were a kid, you have no shortage of memories of watching spending. How many times did you get to see your parents save? Did you, did you get to see your parents invest? So I invite, I invite that conversation. I invite my daughter in to those things so she can see me do it and then we can talk about it so like something as simple as uh taking her with me to the bank and you know before all of the the crazy of the pandemic it would be okay we're gonna go to the bank and like i'm gonna let you count the money and give it to the teller so that the teller, he or she, can see how much money is being deposited. And I mean, like, I'll come up with reasons. Like, I mean, do, we do stuff for fun. You know, you take a kid for a you know, birthday party, all that kind of stuff. Okay, hey, man, I will intentionally take like 20, 20 bucks, you know, a 20 and five ones to make it 25 or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just something and just say, hey, let's go to the bank, let her count the money, give it to the teller. The teller counts it up, gives a a slip, a deposit slip 
or a receipt that shows that $25 was deposited. And one thing you'll see, man, they love this stuff. Like you let, let a teller see you and a young kid, your kid going to the bank together. It's inspiring. It's encouraging. It's motivating, even for the people that work there to see stuff like that. So that's an example. And that's something that I list in the book or just doing things around, you know, again, around investing, so on and so forth. Um, so they can see that. And, and, you know, I'm not going to go on a full rabbit trail, but also, man, you want your children to see you be generous with money to give, to give. That should be a regular thing that they see and can pick up uh, throughout life is that, man, generosity, that's, that's where it's at. So, yeah. Yes. That, that is so good. Cause I think that, and I may be projecting here, but I think that's so, like a lot of us grew up where, Hey, money is grown folks business. You don't like, you don't need to know. <laughs> I may give you money when I feel like it and don't worry about nothing. <laughs> so it's like, right, I think right. that is so refreshing that invite your kids, you know, when they're young, hey, let them count coins and put money to like, let them have an active role so that they understand how money works. And also that generosity piece too is so, so important. You don't want them growing up, you know, being, <laughs> I was going to mention some names, but I'm not going to say no names, but we all know these people who hey. pop up on the news and, you know, they're acting a plum fool, but we're not spilling the tea today. Right, right, okay. right. <laughs> we're we, we not gonna do that today. Like that today. No, no names, please. No names, please. <laughs> that, that's fantastic. I mean, there's a lot of just good actionable things that anyone in any part of their journey can apply. And so this part of the um portion we're gonna get to kind of like the wrap up questions. So the first one is a lighter one. So what is your favorite food or drink? Ooh. Man, that is a great question. I mean, that's that's like saying, hey, man, who's your favorite child? You know what I mean? Like that. That's really hard. You coming with the hard hitting journalism. Heavy hitter. Heavy hitter. Goodness gracious. Man, if I had a glass of water, I'd take a swig. Be like, have my hands shaking. Goodness gracious. Man, hey, she's working hard. Right, right, right. I said, hey, she is working hard for the audience right now. Um, golly, that is, that's incredibly hard. Like, I mean, like, even if I get it down to food groups, that's hard. You know what I mean? I'm like, man, I, you know, I love food. Me too. I love food. You know what I mean? Yep. So, um, I mean, so, oh my gosh. So I'm, I'm just going, I'm going to try my best to answer this question. Uh, favorite food. Um, oh, so this will sound terrible, but, uh, but we'll just, we'll just run here. Uh, I mean, this, this is just going to sound bad, but like, so I love like basically any kind of fruit you can imagine. Like I, I just love, 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 love fruit. It's amazing. Um, I actually had a conversation with a friend within the week uh, where like he had, had, like he was talking about like some Welch's juice and it had like dragon fruit. And I'm like, yo, 
I've never had dragon fruit. I don't even know if if the juice actually tastes like dragon fruit. I don't, you know, I don't know what dragon fruit tastes like. So, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? So I do like I love fruit. Uh, huge, huge fan. I know that's not like food, food, but I mean, it is kind of food, you know. So, yeah, um, I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So I do, I do like, I do like fruit. I'm, I'm a fan there. Um, but I guess like food, food. Um, I mean, come on, man. I mean, really, you know, I got, you know, if I got to pick one, you know, I'm gonna say chicken. Okay, now. I mean, like, that's, <laughs> like, like you have painted me into a corner right. that I did not want to be in. Yep. <laughs> I hope you're happy with yourself. Oh, yes. I hope you're proud. Very much so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got chicken alive and chicken's my favorite food too. So that's <laughs> right, right, right. I hope you're happy. I hope you're happy with what you've done to me today. Right. Um, Very hard to so, Life altering. Right. Like, right. Earth shattering. Right. <laughs> like, right. Right. So and favorite drink. Um honestly, I drink a ton of water. I love water. Um, but if if I'm saying just something that like has flavor, um, then then something that is not a fruit smoothie or something like that is you know I, I like like sports drinks you know maybe like Gatorade Powerade something like that um so so that's kind of kind of my my thing or I'll drink any kind of like juice um like don't buy me like one of those minute maids or welches right. it will get crushed <laughs> <laughs> it will get crushed <laughs> It's short order. <laughs> so, so yeah. So those are, those are my, uh, my answers there. Good stuff. Okay. So I got, I got fruit, fruit juice, Powerade, chicken. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then the next it. one, um, which I'm super excited to hear your answer on this. What do you want to be remembered for? Ooh, man. Um, I really can sum this up in a sense, because I actually think about this quite a bit. Um, for some, they may say, hey, it's kind of morbid. Why, why would you be thinking about your death, you know, at this age? But, but uh, for me, it actually makes me more alive to begin with the end at mind, uh, because you just won't burn time on stuff that doesn't really matter and i'm gonna say it just like that stuff that just doesn't really matter um so if i could sum it up in one sentence uh i would hope that my life's goal would be that people would say man he loved god and he loved others that's it that's beautiful yes Oh my gosh, that that is awesome. That is awesome. And then the very last one is what is your current favorite piece of advice or your current mantra that you're living by right now? Mm. So I'm actually going to go back to a similar thought that I said earlier, because this is evergreen. This is evergreen, meaning that you'll never outgrow this You'll never arrive. You'll never fully, fully all the way accomplish this. But it's just this idea of who we are becoming is more important than what we achieve. 
I'm going to say that again. Who we are becoming is more important than what we achieve. Just let that sink in, marinate on that. If, if, if that can be something that is regularly at the top of mind, you will live a meaningful life. Yes. Yes. That is, that is, I have so many quotables from, oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So Steven, this episode has been nothing short of phenomenal and amazing. And where can the people reach out to you? Because I know they're going to want to, you know, where can they find you out here in these internet streets? Okay. (laughs) Out here in these streets. Uh, so yeah, on social media, my handles, so like uh, Facebook would be and, and Instagram, they're both the same. It's just stacking with stack. So it's got a G in there too, stacking with stack. And yes, stack is actually my last name. I didn't make it up. I didn't change it. That, that's actually me. So stacking with stack on on those two platforms every now and again like i'll tweet um or if if i do tweet like i'll i'll take the tweet and put it on you know like an ig or facebook or something like that but if if you if you do care to to do that then it's just steven l stack and it's steven with a v um and i actually do have a website uh which is just steven l stack.com Great. So once again, Stephen, oh my gosh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this episode. I am just, (laughs) I'm floored. Thank you. You're welcome. And sincerely, thank you for having me. Um, I'm glad we were able to do this and that we were able to get it scheduled and in short order uh, to be able to make it happen. I, I appreciate it. Seriously. Oh my word. Ah, I hope y'all enjoyed that. And y'all, I do apologize with some of these interviews. I'm sure you've noticed that when I get excited, I get super giggly. So I'm sure you've noticed that in some of these interviews, I get super um, giddy during some of these questions. And I'm just excited to be learning alongside with my amazing audience, okay? But, you know, it's just, it's really, really nice to find people with real integrity, real character out here collecting these coins. It's literally the reason why I created this platform, right? I know I say that with a lot of different things, but that's one of the main reasons why I created this platform. Seriously, we need more people like Steven. We need to amplify their voices and we need to know that it's possible, right? You can get to the back and keep your integrity intact, period, pool. Like, oh, so many takeaways. Um, My personal uh, two takeaways. Well, the first one is the one we kept repeating throughout the show is that nothing is more important than the person that you are becoming. Character trumps everything, all right? And my second main takeaway is laying the foundation early before things are even in physical form like when he we talked about the story in the beginning of his grandfather literally praying for the things that are 
praying those things that are not as though they are, right? Putting those things, getting those plans together for things to come to fruition is very important because sometimes we wait for the things to come and then start making the plans when really we should be making the plans, pivoting as necessary, obviously, and then, you know, adjusting accordingly. So I hope you all enjoyed this because I know I did. And that pretty much wraps up today's episode. Thank you for joining me. I hope you got some new insights or maybe you just got some confirmation on a couple of things. Let your girl know. Feel free to reach out to me via email. Hello at demcoinsonline.com. Also, feel free to check us out on Instagram, dem.coins. If you have any good topics, cool new strategies, let me know. And while you're at it, feel free to write an awesome five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about me, okay? (laughs) I am so excited for all of us on this journey. And until next time, stay encouraged.